listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy, Australia's number one weekly podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies, here to bring an independent voice to truckies right round Australia. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. And Queensland Rail, committed to improving safety through engineering, innovation and education. Go to www.qr.com.au. G'day and thanks for joining us for episode 93 of On The Road. This week, popular editor of Big Rigs magazine, James Graham has a yarn with Mike about the state of the nation, the industry and of course trucks. Aussie music artist and filmmaker Duncan Toombs comes in for a chat about his music, his film career and his many achievements, as well as introducing us to his new single just released. We have even more music to share from Lee Kernigan and Gord Bamford with the Wolf Brothers. As always, we've got all the latest from the On The Road newsroom, including a very croaky-voiced newsreader. And Mike gets the last word in, later in the show, in our Something To Talk About segment. Time to stop talking about it and roll it on out the door. So, let's get this show on the road! Yes, get on with it! G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24-7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. I thought it was an opportune moment to get hold of me old mate, editor of Big Rigs magazine, James Graham, and get him on the show to talk about what's going on. Everyone's saying we're heading for a bit of a trucking implosion, James. What are you hearing out there? Well, look, I'm going to start by saying, Mike, thanks for having me on, but uh, (laughs) I'm feeling a little deflated myself. Yep. I think it's the post-election blues. That's what I'm putting it down to. Yeah, right, eh? I've got to say, like probably a large chunk of your listeners, very disappointed to hear there was no seat at Albo's table for our old mate Glenn Stirl. Mm. And, it, you know, it's taken me a while to recover from that, I think, to be honest with you. And <laughs> I've hit a bit of a flat spot, a bit of a flat spot. I reckon it's taken him a while to recover from it too, mate. Yeah, I was very, very disappointed to hear that news. And mm. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the person who got his job, Carol Brown, a senator from Tasmania, who I know absolutely nothing about, mm. I hope she just dazzles us. Yeah. Same for Catherine King, the transport minister. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong. Look, I don't know how we'll be proven, mate. They've got to get their legs under the table and get themselves sorted out. I've asked both of them for an interview. I could have had an interview with Minister King before the election. Unfortunately, we just couldn't get the timing right. Well, that's the, you're one ahead of me. She completely ignored me. Did she? Completely ignored me. No, right, eh? Put in a request. Didn't want a bar of it. To be honest with you, I heard absolutely nothing from Catherine King all the way through the pandemic. Yeah. She would have had a great chance, not that she needed it because she got in, mm. but she would have had a great chance to score some points because, as we know, Coalition was doing absolutely nothing for truckies. Yeah. Catherine King, nothing from her. Yeah. Dead air. <laughs> Crickets all the way through. Well, sometimes saying nothing's the best answer. 
<laughs> okay, well, she's got off to a sluggish start, let me tell you. Yeah. But I, I do get that she's got to get her feet under the desk. Yeah. But let's let's hope I'm proven wrong. So, yes. We'll see, mate. Time will tell. The proof will be in the pudding. Yes, well, you mean they've had a chance to come out straight out firing and reinstall the fuel tax credit, haven't they? <laughs> that would have been the obvious card to play, but no, so far nothing's coming out of, well, that's the treasurer's responsibility, of course. It is. But nothing from them either. I don't think that's coming back, mate. I think that that's gone. Well, that's what I'm hearing, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, that's another flat spot, and there's going to be a lot of guys who, if they haven't realised it, there's not going to be anything coming back when they put in that bass. There are going to be a heap of guys in for a bit of a rude shock, I think. We look at the situation now, people in the building industry potentially trading insolvent. I've been talking about this for a little while now. I think there's a fair few trucking companies out there that are probably trading insolvent as well. The next business activity statement will tell the story, I think. It will. Yeah, there's no hiding when that goes in. No. And nothing comes back, so... It's supposed to be reinstated in September, mm. but that's a long time in a trucking business if you're not doing so well. It sure is. Well, I see old mate Stirl's not letting the grass grow under his feet anyway. He's still kicking heads in roadhouses and things like that. Yes. I suppose he's still my minister for potholes and bloody busted toilets, so I can call him that. <laughs> yes. Well, like he does a fantastic job. Good on him for getting out there and keeping them all honest. Yeah. If it wasn't for people like the Senator, people would get away with a lot more than what they are. So good on him. Mate, let's looking at the news page. It's a, it's a bit lean here. What's going on? You got an ad for a Linda Transport, or Linda, was it Lindy? Linda Transport selling a bit of their gear. I'm wondering why they're selling their new trucks. To be honest with you, I don't know the answer to that, but the second-hand market is absolutely going gangbusters at the moment. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, that was a bit of a story to pay the bills, one of our many sponsored posts. <laughs> but what we do know is that the second-hand truck market is doing very well at the moment. And the flip side of that is obviously having to sell off a lot of gear. So There's been some pretty good medium-sized, high-quality fleets that have gone to auction over the last couple of months. Yes. Andy and I have been talking about it basically ad infinitum. It seems every other week there's someone closing their doors and selling their trucks. Yeah, there's been a spate of them. It's very sad when I hear that. So, yeah, the auction houses are doing well. Mm. But the flip side of that is, sadly, a lot of companies are going out of business through various reasons. Mm. You know, sometimes it's a generational thing where we see families, you know, the older blokes can't entice any of the youngsters in to take up the reins, and so they're shutting the doors. Mm. It's often just something along those lines, but the guys just aren't able to make it pay. They're not able to get drivers. The fuel costs are hitting them hard, and can't really blame them, can you? It's getting harder at every turn and the reality of it's been over the last couple of years that the landscape changed at a moment's notice because of a government health order. People with no skin in the game seem as though they're making decisions that affect the guys that have got their house bet on the project and you'd not be surprised when people get a little bit gun shy, eh? Exactly. And we also brings in the other issue of you know, bringing in new faces. Uh, hmm. Why would you want to come in when you're hearing all these doom and gloom stories? I don't envy those people whose job it is now to entice new faces into the industry. Yeah, Not easy, but on the flip side of that, you can't argue with the stats. The freight task is growing. Yep. There will be always a demand for it. Yep. I think it's just 2022 is a reset button year, I think, in many ways. <laughs> so let's hope Labor presses the right buttons at the right time. Well, we'd like to think so. I've been listening to what's going on overseas. There's a show called What the Truck. You may not be familiar with it, but it's hosted by a bloke named Tim Dooner. You know, it's a video YouTube sort of a trucking show and it's a, like a panel show. And they had a guy on there the other day who does trucking finance, finances vehicles and equipment. 
And he's basically telling people to just not do it at the moment. And he's a financer. Yeah. He's saying, just don't do it. If you're thinking about jumping into trucks as an owner-driver right now, there are probably better choices. And I think the same is true here. Sadly, yes. Maybe a lot of people sitting back a little bit. Mm. There's a lot of nerves around that this new look tribunal might look like, whether there's a pay order attached with Labor that they promise that they're going to bring something in. Pretty sure that something along those lines will come in this year. Oh, look, I don't know if it'll be this year, mate. It's bound to happen, though. I mean, they've got three years. I basically said if we give an RSRT, as long as it's done properly this time, I think you're going to have to put up a pretty good argument to not do it. Yeah. It's got to be done properly. That's the issue. That's what brought it undone last time, those silly orders. Not the actual tribunal, but just the silliness of the orders. Yes. I think they've learned from that. Yes, they have. I really do think they've learned. I do, yeah, absolutely. Right, away from the politics crap, mate. We're going to throw to a break when we hear from one of our fantastic sponsors, and we'll come back. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents, and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. Something purely trucking, the Kenworth K220's been released. Have you seen the video? What did you think of it? What are you hearing about it? I'm hearing mixed reports, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing some excited about the changes. I haven't had the pleasure of sitting in one yet. There was a launch just a week or so ago in Brisbane, which I couldn't attend for health reasons, but we had David Meredith along, and he's got a story coming out in our next issue out on June 24th, so make sure you grab a copy. He had a bit of a driver in one, and he was he was pretty impressed. Not a lot has changed, I guess, aesthetically from the K200, just looking at it, but they tell me, those who have driven it, that they're pretty impressed with what's inside, lots more space, lots more storage, a little bit more aerodynamic, a little bit more fuel economy. Yeah. Early days yet. They tell me it's going to be a while before anyone actually gets one delivered because of various issues with making these things and ordering the various parts. Mm. But yeah, look, I've got no doubt it will find its slot as the workhorse that its predecessor is, and I'm sure it'll be well received. Yeah, well, I think it looks bloody good. It doesn't look. I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah, I'm excited about it. You're excited about a cab over Kenworth? Why not? Oh, geez, I don't know. You're not a fan? Oh, look, I am. I, I love it. But as I said, you know, it hasn't got a bonnet for a start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a very divisive issue, isn't it? It is. And I was looking at the video with a mate of mine, and we were looking at it and the way it's all laid out and everything inside. He said, oh, man, I might as well just go and buy a Volvo. (laughs) That's probably talking about all the dash layout and the fact that it's a bit of a nod to the old school with a half a dozen bezeled instruments in the dash. I mean, okay, righto, if you want to mix and match. I suppose the one thing it's got going for it, it does have a genuine big cab, unlike the Euro trucks. Yes. That's what will sell it in this country. Yeah. You know, a bit of extra room. Yeah. When you're getting that same you know, B-double prime mover with a bit of extra space in it to play in. 
yeah, I think that's its unique selling point from what I can see. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Mm. I saw a video the other day of the chief engineer, Noel Paglia, walking through it. Yeah, it was pretty impressive, I thought, given the obvious restrictions. But I think they've done a bloody good job. So let's see how it's received when it hits the market full bore. We'll have to get you on it. Mike can do a review for us as well. You can line that up. I'll be more than happy to do it. Yeah, sounds good. Well, just make sure it's got a strip of pole and a mirror ball in it, will you? <laughs> okay. We'll take it out and do some dancing in the cab. Yeah. Because that 2.8 big aerodyne cab is probably big enough to do that in. Yeah, I think so. You'd be surprised <laughs> what you can get into these things these days. No, they're all right. I'd love to have a crate, actually. The truck that I really want to have a drive of is Lex Forsyth's bloody Janus truck, mate. That's the one I really want to have a crack at. Yeah, I know. That would be pretty amazing. Mm. I've only seen video and it, the silence. <laughs> there's no noise. The silence is deafening, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, well, we tried to talk Lex into putting a Mac E9 sort of a soundtrack along to it. He didn't seem like he was that interested. And we <laughs> we got some machine gun noises and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It'll be at the truck show, no doubt. So I'll have to just walk around with me air start sound effect or something like that. And we'll, yeah, that's it. We'll see what happens. That'll be funny. Yeah. That's it. Look, I wish Lex all the best with the Janus and the swap and go or yeah. the battery charging and all that. I think it's a great way to go. Yep. The last government was pouring millions and millions into hydrogen. Yep. They thought that was the answer and it's definitely not going to go away. No. But I felt Lex's frustration that he wasn't getting much relative love compared with the hydrogen lot with his concept. But oh, yeah. fingers crossed for him. I'd like to see that get off the ground. Yeah, so would I had a few critics, but you get that when you're pioneering technology like that. Yeah. It's proven overseas. Hmm. China's been doing a version of that for a while now. Yep. Well, the other part about it is too, I mean, the bit that I really like about it is that the trucks that Lex is converting aren't purpose-built electric trucks. Yeah. They're regular, everyday, garden-variety trucks that we know and love. That's right. And now you can just unbolt the fuel tanks. You can get rid of all the OEM crap that keeps breaking. That's right turn it into an electric truck, yeah. and the batteries go on the side. They look just like a fuel tank. You can hardly pick up apart from the fact they don't make a noise and they've got no exhaust stacks, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, don't have to worry about AdBlue shortages. You're away laughing. I'll tell you what, speaking of AdBlue, mate, that's a bogeyman that we're still going to have to deal with. That's not going away, that issue, is it? That has not gone away. Mm. They've just handballed that problem over to the new government. Sorry to bring it back to politics. <laughs> but that has not gone away at all. Mm. Just kick the can down the road and, yeah, watch the space on that. Oh, i just got to thank you for allowing me the access to the news off the webpage and opinionate on it every week. I really enjoy doing that. And Andy enjoys listening to me have a bit of a rant, I'm sure. Uh, we're very pleased to have the partnership that we have and long may it continue. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Great to uh, kick a few issues around with you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. We'll catch up with you. All right, Mike. Stay safe. See you, mate. Bye. Over there, Andy. Yeah, Mike, got you go. Mate, we're coming up to that level crossing we were talking about before. Looks like we're going to be stopping. Roger that. Look at the size of that thing. They tell me they take about two k's to stop. That's like 20 times the length of the MCG. Would want to be playing chicken with that. Yeah, copy that. They can't exactly swerve either, can they? They're stuck to the tracks, mate. <laughs> it's not that hard to wait till it's safe to cross and make sure the road's clear on the other side. Yeah, not like that bloke last week who forgot about the length of his trailers. Yeah, I heard about that one. It's not really funny, though, when you think about it. Poor old train driver. Probably been having nightmares ever since. Yeah, I reckon. We're all in the same boat, really, mate. Everyone just wants to get home safe at the end of the day. Yeah, not wrong on that one. There goes the last carriage. Looks like we're safe to head off now. 
Thanks, Mike. Long way to go. After you, old mate. This is a message from Queensland Rail reminding us that it's important to stay alert and obey any signs and signals when approaching level crossings to help keep you and everyone else safe. For more information, go to www.qr.com.au. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcasts every week on the Australian Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there, and in the meantime, take care of you. Our music guest this week has for more than 20 years been one of the most in-demand musicians in the country, working with the cream of the Australian music industry alongside the likes of Adam Eckersley, Lee Kernigan, Casey and Bill Chambers, Becky Cole, Adam Harvey, Troy Casadaly, Adam Brandt, to name drop just a few. Not only a fine musician, he's also a unique and gifted filmmaker. His company, called The Filmery, has produced a record seven-in-a-row Golden Guitar Awards for Music Video of the Year for some of Australia's most loved and best-known artists. Over and above all of that, he's recognised far and wide as a gifted vocalist and songwriter who's now creating world-class country music in his own right. So we'll play his latest single called Run For You shortly, but before we do, here's the chat I had with the incredibly talented Mr Duncan Toombs. Duncan, thanks for joining us on the road. Oh, g'day, good to be here. Mate, let's just start off with a little bit of your backstory. The list of artists you've toured and recorded with over the years, it reads like the who's who of Australian country music. Yeah, I've been lucky, Andy. I've been very lucky to tour with some incredible performers here in Australia and managed to see a lot of the country and even the world with a lot of those guys. Yeah, well, we mentioned it in the intro, but People like Adam Eckersley and Lee Kernigan, Casey and Bill Chambers, Becky Cole, Adam Harvey, Troy Casadaly, Adam Brandt. The list just goes on. Obviously, you worked with Adam Eckersley band for a while. What's been your favourite of all that over the years? Oh, mate, yeah, it's a bit hard to pick a favourite, but, I mean, Becky Cole just got the OAM medal, so I probably should just give it to her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, Becky. Today, I'm on my way to do a photo shoot with Becky Cole and Adam Harvey. Oh, great. Yeah, no favourites, really. Just um, a lot of good times, a lot of good memories. Oh, wonderful. Well, say good day to Adam for us. We spoke with him a little while ago. No worries, I will. Mate, you've produced some amazing music videos for just about everyone from Jimmy Barnes and John Williamson through to The Village Peoples, Guy Sebastian, Jessica Mowboy, and so many more. <laughs> what got you into the video creation side of things? That village people always stands out. It does, yeah. <laughs> it's unexpected, yeah. You can't ignore it. We shot their video for Get Back to the Dance Floor. I don't think it really worked out for them. I don't think it became a hit, but it was a lot of fun to film it for them. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got more work coming up in that side of things? Yeah, well, filmery, I mean, part of the reason why I've sort of been able to get back into my music and work on myself a bit is because of COVID, it slowed my film business down because I could no longer go and create a whole heap of content for people. Obviously, I couldn't go on the road and play for him because there was no gigs. Yeah. So it sort of allowed me the chance to maybe look towards myself and go, okay, what do I want to do, you know? Sure. So I started working on myself, and that's how I sort of ended up here with writing all these songs and finishing songs and working on myself. And here we are having a chat just after the release of my first single, you know? Yeah, yeah. I guess videos of people wearing masks really isn't great visual entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I know it's a bit like asking which one of your kids is your favourite, but of the videos you've done, any one particular creation that stands out for you as being something really special? Yeah, well, 
they've all got their own stories. Just like you know, we've all got our own stories with everything we all do. Yeah. But a special one was one I shot with Lee Koenig and yeah. Lee and I got the chance to work with Brendan Nelson from the Australian War Memorial on a video, and we actually won the Golden Guitar for that year for Music Video of the Year. Yeah. And it's now displayed forever in the Australian War Memorial. So I've got like a LED screen there and a big plaque and there's actually the golden guitar that we got on that night. Lee gave it to Brendan and it's displayed there. So yeah, yeah it's pretty cool to have something at the War Memorial there, you know. The song showcases the spirit of our Anzac so well. and Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, it's, it's pretty special to be there. Yeah, I'll say. And forever. Yeah, well, unless they decide to just redo the whole thing and it might get bumped out, but it's there forever at the moment. Can't see that happening. And now, as if you're not busy enough, you've stepped into the spotlight yourself, as you said, and you've got a rekindled passion for songwriting and performing your own material. How do you actually find the time to keep up with all of that? It is challenging to find time. I think everyone feels that these days. Life's so fast-paced, isn't it? It's just crazy. Sure. It was actually my birthday yesterday. and Oh, happy birthday for yesterday, mate. But thanks, mate. And, um, you know, we stopped for the day with the family, and it was an awesome day. Life's funny. As soon as you stop for that little bit, as soon as you turn around and like you're like chasing to catch up again, life just doesn't slow down. That's for sure. Well, I'm trying not to put pressure on myself, and I'm just enjoying this ride, and it's been a whole lot of fun so far. Yeah, enjoying the run, so to speak. Enjoying the run. <laughs> With your new single, Run, what's the story behind the song? How did it all come about? Well, I wrote Run About My Wife and I Fall Into Love back in the day. Nice. Just all, all the vibes and feelings from back then. Yeah. Just how I felt it, and yeah, pretty much just a love song. Sweet. Mate, where can our listeners go online to find out more about the Duncan Tomb story? Because it's a heck of a story. Yeah. I mean, obviously Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of stuff, but it's probably easiest way is just to go to my website, duncantombs.com. Mm-hmm. All the links are there to my music, well, my one song so far. Yeah. <laughs> all the dates for playing yeah, on the road. Yeah. So keep in touch. There's actually a form there you can fill out so you can keep an eye on what I'm doing. Oh, brilliant. Great. Well, mate, unfortunately, time's running out for us, but it's been great getting a few minutes to catch up with you. Thanks for coming out to play on the road with us. Nah, thank you. Thank you so much. And keep safe on the road, eh? Keep safe on the road. Good on you, mate. Would you please introduce your new single, Run, for us? I'm Duncan Toombs, and this is my debut single, Run. Cheers, Duncan. Thanks, mate. star so far it holds a light a light that I've fallen for so hard with you in my arms we won't need the sun just take my hand cause they won't know we've gone till we're
This is Gordon, your favorite Canadian refugee trucker living in America, where, whilst hauling logs around the far northern reaches of Appalachia, I enjoy the On the Road podcast with Mike and Andy, keeping up with the news and history and everything that's good about trucking and the land down under. What a great show. Thanks a bunch. It's time for That's What You Think. Just a couple of things I wanted to put out and let you guys know. We've got some things coming up on the show. Andy and I are working on a whole NTI Truck Assist show. So we're going to be talking to Craig Carmody from Truck Assist. We're going to be talking to Donnie, the guy that drives the Truck Assist race car transporter. I'm going to have a lovely chat with him and I'll find out all about what's in the back of those trucks. And Andy, for all the petrol heads, is going to have at least one of the NTI truck assist race car drivers on for a bit of an interview, and hopefully we're going to get both, but we'll see how we go on that. We'll be interviewing those after the next round of the supercars. We also want to find out all about NTI truck assist and what a great thing that is. So there's that coming. Saturday the 9th of July is the National Road Freighters Association Conference in Toowoomba. If you're an NRFA member, you really should be getting along with that. And if you're just interested in the NRFA or what we're doing, there's going to be some stuff on during the day, some talks and things like that. You might want to wander out to Toowoomba. 
go to the NRFA website and have a look at what's going on there. I'm going to have Rod Hannafy on the show coming up very soon. We're going to have a bit of a chat about the state of play as far as he's aware of what it is and a bit of a talk about what's going to be going on at the conference. So that's Saturday the 9th of July. That's on in Toowoomba. The other thing I wanted to mention is that there's a bloke up in Beresfield named Darren Boyd. Now, Darren is a guy who has been disabled out of trucking. He's a long-time interstate driver, well-known to some of us, and he's having a bit of a go. So he set up this business with his other half called Custom Co Clothing. They're doing embroidered shirts, hats, all that sort of personalized workwear and casual wear, branded t-shirts, those sort of things. Now, all this stuff is done to order and you need to contact him. He's on Facebook. He's in several trucking groups on Facebook. I'm going to give you his phone number in a minute, so stand by for that. But he also makes these window covers that you put over the inside of your truck. They're like thick pads and they insulate the cab. They keep your cab a lot warmer. I bought a set off Darren and I used them in my truck and they do make a, a hell of a difference. I can endorse them 100%. Now, this is not a sponsored ad or anything like that. Darren has not given me anything to talk up his product. I'm just talking up his product because I think it's a great thing. Darren and his missus are working hard to try and make a living outside of trucking and you've really got to support it. I wish him all the best and all I can do to help him out is tell you guys about his stuff. So if you're able to, get your pen out and write the phone number down. Darren Boyd, his name is 0400 That's 0400-015-816. But you can catch him on Facebook and that as well. He's in a lot of the trucking groups and you'll see his little ads there, I'm sure, on Facebook. I've tried these pads. As I say, I bought a set. I reckon they're fantastic. I reckon they're worth every cent. And all I can say is bloody good work, Darren. Good on you and your missus for keeping your chin up and keeping on fighting. So we've got a lot of stuff going on in the next couple of weeks. Andy's obviously getting some more interviews with some of the country stars. They're out there doing their tours. So we're going to have a little bit more of that for you as well. And uh, I'm still working on finding any of the interviews with the people that you want me to talk to and uh, the people that obviously we find interesting in the game. If you've got anything to say, get hold of me. Mike at ontheroadpodcast.com.au is my email address. Or you can give me a call, 0418 More than happy to talk to anyone, as some of you already know. <laughs> All the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. It's news time and a little bit of extra news for you. You've often heard Mike in the past say, well, I'm speechless. <laughs> well, I'm pleased to tell you today he actually just about is, and I haven't been this excited since my wife lost her voice, but Mike's got the dreaded lurgy. He's got very little voice left, as you'll hear. We're going to do our best to get through the news here, and what Mike can't do, I'll translate for you. How you doing, buddy? I've been silenced by the gods, mate. <laughs> well, there's the proof that there is a god, eh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, mate, I'll try and keep the talking down to a minimum for you so you don't harm yourself, but if you recall last week, I was telling you that story about the truckie you had to buy the old farmer a new bull after he accidentally ran over his bull. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, well. He was as good as his word, I found out, and he honoured his promise. 
A few months later, he was doing a run down that same country road and he stopped by to see how things were going with the new bull. The old farmer told him that the bull had turned out to be a bit of a dud and just ate grass all day and never even gave the cows a sideways glance. (laughs) So he called the vet who gave him a course of pills to give to the bull to see if that would help. And he said that ever since, the bull had not only serviced every one of his cows but had jumped the fence and was giving it to his neighbour's herd as well. He's like a machine, the farmer said. The truckie was impressed and asked the old farmer what kind of pills they were. And that old farmer said, I've got no idea, he said, but they've got a very strong peppermint taste. Oh, dear, actually, yeah. There you go. I reckon I've had some of those. <laughs> you might need some about now, I'd say. I reckon. All right, let's get into this. In a mammoth move that had onlookers doing a double take, a 26-metre-long, 8.7-metre-wide trailer carrying a paddle wheeler called the Pride of the Murray has been transported by road from Echuca to Thompson River, pulled by a 700-horsepower Volvo FH16. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Volvo around with enough horsepower to do that, but anyway. <coughs> well, what did they reckon? 60 to 80 tonne worth of boat on there? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't know. Anyway, the Pride of the Murray has become the Pride of the Thompson. Mm. And there's a lovely video there of old mate getting waved through all the towns and everything like that. It would have been a pleasure to see, I suppose. 26 metres long, the trailer, 8.7 wide. She'd have been pulling up the traffic all over the place. An interesting project. Go to bigrigs.com.au and have a look at the video. Absolutely. And for those that complain that 18 wheels are too much, 154 wheels they had on them. Yeah, I think we had about 114 on a quad, I think, from memory. Yeah, it's getting up there. Yeah, a lot of tyres to change. Sure is. It's Men's Health Week, Mike, where the focus is thrown onto the health and well-being of men and boys. Mm. Suicide is the leading cause of death for men under 45, according to OzHelp, with many more suffering from depression and anxiety across their lifetime. Yeah, that's one of the issues that we care deeply about on the show. We sure do. Well, I would say at this point that if you feel as though you're in need of a bit of a hand, look at the, go to the webpage, all of the information's there, and it's not weak to say, give me a hand. Mm. The facts are that three out of four blokes are considered obese. I don't know if this is just in transport, but this is Ozelp men's facts. One in two men drink alcohol at a level that they really shouldn't. It exceeds the daily guidelines. One in six still smoke. Men are likely to experience self-injury or high-risk behaviours resulting in accidents. I know my biggest risk is an older man is still thinking I'm a young man. That's a risk of injury all on its own. It is. Jeez, I've hurt myself stupidly over the last couple of years, you know. (laughs) Trying to think, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, no, you can't. Body says no. Yep. Men have significantly higher rates of workplace accidents than women, and that is a transport thing. We lose far too many people in transport. And we have a lower life expectancy, and I'm surprised you've managed to live so long. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) And there's a stigma remaining as a barrier to men getting help when they need it. We know we need to be the big tough guy and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at me. I had to wait till I was actually having a heart attack before I went and got anything done about it. Mm. You know, and I've talked about that in public. So, guys, go and check the story out. And if you need help or you know someone that needs help, you can speak to an OzHelp support officer on. 1300 694 357, and there's Men's Line and Beyond Blue, and all these numbers are all on our website, so you can go and find them there. OzHelp also went on to say that Indigenous men, men in rural communities, and men in high risk industries have increased rates of physical and mental illness. Yep. 
So if you fall into any one of those categories, and that pretty much covers just about everyone, yeah. make sure you do something about it. We all have days when we just don't feel like getting out of bed and we don't want to play. That's only the days ending in Y for me. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. I'm having one of those today, mate. I really wish I wasn't playing today. Mm. <laughs> Made a fine of $192 has been handed out to drivers in a recent compliance exercise run by the Environment Protection Agency for failing to properly cover waste loads. Yeah. The EPA has got no sense of humour when they finally do manage to pull you over. They generally do go through you like a dose of salt. I know that when they get hold of us with the dangerous goods and everything, they're very interested to make sure that we've done everything properly. These waste bins that we see running around all over town, I mean, who hasn't been sitting behind one of those and gets smacked in the windscreen by some bit of detritus that flies out of the back of it? Mm. So the fact that the EPA are having a look at some of these fellas really isn't surprising. I would have thought the fine would have been more than 192 bucks, but there you go. The EPA license waste transporters, so you have to have a specific license with a permit number and all that sort of thing to cart waste. And there's a lot there to understand if you're going to cart waste. So don't just, as a commercial carrier, don't just go start carting waste and think you're all right because you might not be. You need to check out and follow the rules. And some of these fellas haven't. They've been smacked on the wrist. Fair enough. Yeah, and it's a load of crap. Yeah. You're right, though. 192, that's one of the more reasonable fines in this day and age. Well, it's a good job their logbook was filled out, wasn't it? <laughs> don't even. Yep. See, see, at this point, Mike's about to say, don't even go there, mate. Yeah. Don't get me started. That's what he's about to say, but I'll pull him up before he does to save his voice. Mike's six megatrends impacting the supply chain have been identified by Australian industry standards in their Supply Chain Industry Outlook for 2022 recently released. Yeah. Mate, this is a mega story, and, and had I had the voice, I could go to town on this for like half an hour, this story. Well, if they're mega trends, it has to be a mega story, doesn't it? It is a mega story. It's also a mega amount of politically woven gobbledygook and weasel words. Yep. Things like it's a double disruptor. Yes. Well, that's one of the six mega trends. Oh, God. Digital transformation together with the current pandemic has caused a double disruption to industry. You know what's caused a disruption to industry? I'd say that there's, well, seven mega trends, actually. <laughs> bloody state premiers and bloody ministers who think that they run the show and just interfere with anything at a moment's notice without giving anyone any bloody warning. That's a mega trend all on its own. They're the ones that fucking disrupted industry. That's the biggest of the mega trends, that one. Yeah, data, analytics and logistics and automation. And finally, they get down towards the end where they talk about labour shortages. Hmm. Mate, 9,000 drivers left trucking when they started with the vax mandates 9000 yep that's more than normal attrition and it's not something that you're going to make up in a hurry i believe it was something like 7000 medical staff across the country mm. i know it was 278 drivers just out of port headland alone yep you know the number of people that didn't want to go along with what they were doing to blame the pandemic for what's happened i think is probably an easy out mm. now this is quite an involved story, and I'd recommend that people go and have a read of it for themselves. If they can bite their way through the bullshit, there's a bit in there. They talk about vocational educational training, and they say there that we're going to need 542-odd thousand extra people in transport and logistics over the future. Well, that's true because the freight task isn't going to get any smaller. But as I've said again and again, if we don't start talking about stuff like rates and getting that right and getting people paid properly for what they do... 
then there aren't going to be any transporters. Hmm. There's a whole lot of problems here. Getting people is certainly one of them. Vocational and educational training is certainly a thing. They say that we don't use it properly. Well, it's very, very hard to use it when the settings aren't in place to allow you to use it. Yep. Inch is an issue. Cost of operating is an issue. People don't want to take risks with their multi-million dollar equipment and give it to someone that doesn't know what they're doing. Unless, of course, it's importing an overseas driver and giving him a license in four days and signing him up with an agency and letting him do Tarkata changeovers two days later. Yeah. It's insanity. It is. And they only do it because it's covered by insurance. Mm. And the companies that use the buddy agencies only do it because they've got an arm's length relationship. Yep. If anything goes wrong while an agency driver's driving their truck, it's not their fault. We've done everything we can do. Mate, I really do wish I had better voice. I could go all out on this. There's so much I don't like about this story. Mm. It paints a picture where it looks like this guy is trying to blame COVID and the floods and the bushfires and everything come up. Mm. Peter Walsh, mate, when I've got my voice, I'd love to get you on the show so we could have a chat. Yeah, let's do it. You talk about fancy terminologies. One of the six megatrends is listed as being digital transformation. Yeah. I was trying to work that out. I figured that might be where one of your fingers turns into a toe or something. <laughs> I guess I might have to read further into that one. Uh, I think you might need to read a little bit more deeply or maybe with a less cynical mind than me, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, there you go. It's been a hard time for Mike there. He's done his level best to get through it and done better than we expected. Mm. So, well done, buddy. Thank you. Hope you've got enough left to ask for your pie at lunchtime. Oh, look, reckon I'll manage to mine that out, mate. (laughs) Yeah. All right, mate. Well, thought for the week. Yep. Getting older is okay. Anyway, there's nothing you can do to stop it, so you might as well stay on the bus and enjoy the ride. (laughs) And that's what I'm doing. Well, I know what it's like for me getting older, mate. When I'm down on the floor now, I know how hard it is to get up, so I look for two or three other things to do while I'm down there. <laughs> yeah, that's the go. What's the old saying? One tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. All right, buddy. Well, look, take care of yourself. Keep popping those lozenges. Mm. Stay off of the bull pills for now anyway. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I reckon Rose might complain if I've got some of those bull pills. <laughs> she just might too, but that's too much information. <laughs> See ya. See ya. On the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. When they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better. We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, g'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. Let the truth be told
A little earlier in the show, I spoke with Duncan Toombs and mention was made of the award-winning video clip he made for Lee Koenigan, which now graces the Australian War Memorial in Canberra. It's a haunting and incredibly moving bit of film, as is the song. If you get a moment, go onto YouTube and check out Lee Koenigan and his song, Spirit of the Anzacs. In the meantime, here it is. He's a drover drifting over western plains He's a city lad, a clock down Flinders Lane They're in the trenches at Lone Pine And on the Flanders firing line A wheeling band of ordinary men He's all Seaman on the Armadale.
This is Adam Gibson from NTI, and you're listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy. Welcome to Something To Talk About, Something To Think About. Now, regular listeners to the show will know that just recently we did a special episode number 91A with Darren Pensini. Darren is a long-time driver and you know, all-around good guy, and he shared his story with us about his involvement in a fatal truck accident and his experience as an operations person with one of the bus accidents that occurred at Grafton many years ago. We had a very interesting conversation. It was a tough conversation to have, but it was a worthwhile conversation. As a result of talking to Darren, I've had several phone calls from other operators saying that they've been involved in similar things, but I've had many, many, many more phone calls and messages from people saying how they often get the boss or the operations guy asking them to do dodgy things to help out, to make life a little bit easier. Now, whether it makes life easier for them or easier for someone else they didn't say, but they're being asked to do things off the book to get the job done. We all know that this happens. Some of us are in a position where we can say no and be quite comfortable and quite happy with say no and risk the wrath of the operations guy. So personally, I don't care what the operations guy says. If it's not safe to do, I won't be doing it. Having said that, I work for a company that wouldn't ask you to do anything wrong in the first place. I'm lucky. Some of us out there aren't quite so lucky. Some of us out there don't have quite so many years behind the wheel and some of us out there don't have the self-confidence to actually say no. With that in mind, I wanted to remind everyone that way back in episode 55, we did a show with Adam and Kelly from NTI and we talked about trucking and strategies to get through tough times at work as a driver and things to consider and some strategies about how to say no to the boss. So if you want to go back and have a listen to show number 55 with Adam and Kelly from NTI, there's a lot of great conversation there about that. But simply put, though, the reality is that if you're behind the wheel and it goes sideways, then you're going to be put under the microscope. Everything you've done for the previous week, at least, is going to be examined. Your GPS tracking will be examined your phone location services will be examined, your nav man, whatever it is, technology in the cab will be examined. They'll be looking at your logbook. They'll be looking at where you've been, what you've been doing. And it'll get worse. If someone gets killed in the accident, then it will be a deep dive into what you've done. Maybe what you've had for breakfast on every day, depending on how it's happened. There'll be a blood test, a urine test. They'll be looking for drugs. They'll be looking for all sorts of things. And after they're done with you, then they'll head to the company and they'll have a bit of a look at what's going on there. You have to understand if you're going to sit behind the wheel of a truck, sit behind the wheel of any vehicle, but particularly if you're going to sit behind the wheel of a commercial vehicle, you have a responsibility to be doing it right. There's no grey area, not as far as the law's concerned. If you've made a mistake and it's on you, or you've broken the law and it's on you, you will pay the price. There's no way around it. It will happen. The message from Darren's conversation was, if you've done everything right and your logbook's right and everything's right, then you're not going to get into trouble if something goes wrong. They'll have a look at you and go, yep, he's right, and move on. That won't happen if you've been involved in a dodgy operation or you've been doing dodgy stuff. 
You can't colour in the grey anymore. The days of being able to do that sort of stuff are over. So this is something for you to talk about, something for you to think about. Go back and have a listen to episode 55 and have a listen to what Kelly and Adam and I had to say. Try and learn from Darren's experience if you can and understand that the choices that you make could affect what happens to your life in the next 10 years. That's the same whether it's good choices, bad choices. It's all out there. It's all up to you. If you need some help to say no, then get it. Go to the union. Go to an experienced colleague and say, hey, mate, what do you think about this? Do you think this is good or bad? Ask someone you respect whether what they want you to do sounds sensible. If it doesn't sound sensible or if in your gut it feels wrong, the right answer, the only answer, is no. That's something to talk about. Keep it safe out there. We'll see you on the road. Multi-award winning Aussie born and Canadian raised country rocker Gord Bamford has just released the deluxe extended edition of his hugely successful Diamonds in a Whiskey Glass album. Along with a great new track called I Ain't Drunk, which he recorded with Canadian country music sweetheart Terry Clark, on the album you'll find a rocker that features the brilliant Tasmanian duo The Wolf Brothers. Here's Gord Bamford and The Wolf Brothers with the Drink Along song. the show for another week thanks for coming along for the ride on the road is proudly brought to you by nti australia's leading transport and logistics insurer visit the website at nti.com.au and queensland rail committed to improving safety through engineering innovation and education for more information go to www.qr.com.au be sure to join us again next week when mike says mate i've got issues andy says Good on you. That's brilliant. And our guest says... (laughs) No, mate, it's all good. (laughs) Until then, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. Bye-bye. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions. Turn it up.
This is a 